Welcome, welcome, welcome to My Life, My Choice, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. Today is Wednesday, the 26th of April, 2017, and the hour is 1 p.m. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn, and I will be your host for the next 60, maybe uh, 90 minutes. And yeah, you're live, and my co-host is Olivia Lashley, coming to you live from London in the UK. So um, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, guys. I know we've been off air for about three weeks. Um, so just so you know, guys, make sure you annotate this moment. Write it down in big letters so that when Olivia complains about not having um, any <laughs> vacation, it's annotated that she had three weeks. So no, three no, weeks. She got, difference she got one week. Did, no, there's a difference between... Um, putting it in for a holiday that you want and your employer saying, okay, well, you can have, you can just take this day off because I'm taking it off. Aren't you lucky? <laughs> say thank you. <laughs> but you didn't do any of the above. You didn't even say thank you. You don't even feel lucky. I mean, you got an extra week last week, didn't you? Yeah, and I've still Did got you my not? holiday. Yes, you... I've, still, I've still got to take my <laughs> holiday as well. So, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful. <laughs> No, no, it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't work. Look, when it's closed, it's closed. You know what? What are you mm-hmm. going to do if no one's here? You know. Mm-hmm. But no, anyway, darling, how are you doing? How's it in your world? How goes yeah, your yeah. world? All right? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right, one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know. Although I won't, although I won't tell the joke. The the joke that I sent you about the lady with the iPod. That was actually really funny, you know. That's the first thing I read this morning. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is really funny. Because I sent it to Gina, I sent it to Carl, I sent it to Donna, I sent it to Karen. It was really funny. Okay. No, because it was really funny to me because Patsy sent me that joke. Yeah. Um, it's a Patsy he, joke. Yes, isn't it? it is so. Honest to God. So is. That, that's an understatement. I mean,. If, if anybody said, oh, oh, and who tells you this joke? I'd be like, Patsy, that's Patsy's joke, yeah. <laughs> but that being said, because that's the last thing I read last night, because she sent it last night. I don't know what she was doing up so early, but she was up mm. really early. Because uh, she's on your time, which is like eight hours. You're eight mm. hours ahead. Mm. So um, at 10 o'clock, she was up my time, you know. Mm. Um, so, But she she sent that. That, that was too funny. That was too funny, too funny. But anyway, that that being said, guys, yes, I've been away. Um, my husband, as it is, has retired, and I mean re- really retired. As I keep telling him, he works for me now. <laughs> Bloody hell. I don't know no, 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 I don't know. no holidays, no nothing. He can't even get away from you, can he? I'm <laughs> bloody hell. Never mind, D. I told no. you, I got your back. I got your back. You know that. Yeah, no, you can't get away from me, can you, darling? Can you, darling? <laughs> and nor do you want to get away from me. I'd be like when when um, Auntie died and I said Uncle was like, oh, flip me, mate. <laughs> started Ooh, running, yeah. you could hear his going. <laughs> but no, so so he, he retired on the 31st of uh, March and that's officially retired, retired, retired. Um, after doing long service for the military, and a long service for the federal government. So um, kudos to Dee, and yeah, congratulations, sweetheart. And we're going to have a really nice retirement. I mean, I'm really looking uh, forward to it. 
Um, we am. I'm looking forward to it. We're doing all this stuff in the house. And now um, he doesn't have any excuse because he ain't got um, shit to do. <laughs> See, well, he it. does. He does. Yeah, he I obviously know. does have. He obviously does have stuff to do, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he does. He's got, he's got the. He said, um, "It's not a honey do list. It's the retirement do list." <laughs> That's what he keeps saying. But no, so, no, we're looking forward to it because some of the stuff that we've been wanting to do, time has always been. It, it's been a factor, and right, trying to crunch things in. And now, you know, we got time. You know, like we can walk in the mornings and all that sort of jazz. And you know, he he can get to do. What, no, really, he can get to do what he wants to do. And um, it's pastime, you know, like he's really into photography and videography and, you know, working 16 hours a day doesn't lend itself mm. to doing mm. many things. You do things that I, I think you prioritize and you do things that you really want to do, but it doesn't mm. actually lend itself to, you know, just sort of like saying, oh, let's, let's just take the camera and go up to Mount Charleston or to uh, Red Rock. And it, mm. it, it hasn't lent to that and you know he'll be able to do that we'll be able to do that and um, part, part of the joys of working for yourself is you do actually get to for the most part uh, because you have to do this with being responsible but for the most part you can organize your schedule accordingly you know so for the most part but yeah no so it's been good because we went to Louisiana we went to Texas uh, out with uh, Kojo and Elaine, we went to a wedding, which was very nice. Then hung out with Kojo and Elaine for a little bit, which was really, really nice. I had a really, really nice time. And then um, we went to um, to his brothers. We had we had a right. It was really good. We had, and it was really nice, you know, Liz, because this was. I couldn't figure out what was so different. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I just couldn't figure out because. Lives, it was so relaxed. I mean, like one day mm. we went to Natchitoches and we just went, you know, we just let's go in the car. Where were we going to go? Let's go to Natchitoches. And we walked around, had lunch, came back, blah, blah, blah. It was really, and I'm like, what's so different? This is really, really nice. Well, usually we go back when somebody's passed away. Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 And yeah. So, so the whole, even if we're there for two weeks, it's mm. fraught with all, with, you know, with everything that goes with losing a loved one, losing a family member. And this yeah. time it was literally purely for the joy of being there. And, you know, I'm thinking, I'm in the hotel and I'm thinking, why does this feel so different? Mm. You know, mm. and it that. So that was really nice. So, you know, it, it was really, and we'll be going back relatively soon. Um, mm. So I'm looking forward. To but outside of that, guys, I know you, did you miss me? I know you <laughs> missed me, didn't you? you you missed me badly. And I know Olivia did because she's not used to having this time off. So she got an extra <laughs> week. <laughs> so I know she was really jonesy. Like, oh, my God, an extra week. She's going to work me on death. But no, guys, so um, welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. And, um, yes, this show is about choices. And it's also about the universal laws of attraction, the first law of attraction being that of choice. So, why does God keep letting me make the wrong choices? And, you know, for a variety of reasons, right there, that, that actual heading itself is so the antithesis of who I am. Because even when I was writing, it was making me cringe. But I said, I'll, I'll, I'll phrase it this way, because funny enough, I heard that phrase in the last three weeks. I cannot tell you how many times that I've heard that phrase. 
including while I was on vacation and since I've been back. Um, So why does God keep letting me make the wrong choices? Well, as I wrote in the synopsis, I just wanted to jump in and make my, my very, very, very harsh point. But in the synopsis, what I wrote is there's a fine line, and it's so fine that it can be missed when it comes to God, choices, and you. Omnipot, no, om, what's it? Omnipotent, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm looking at this, I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> Omnipotent is a word that is used to describe God or whomever your chosen deity is. The ultimate power to know, to see, the ultimate power to hear, to speak, the ultimate power is the all omnipotent. And we've been told God knows what's best for us. We're always being told that God knows what's best. God sees and knows. That's actually a phrase that I use, actually. God knows what's best. God sees and, sees and knows. God knows what's best for us. And to allow God to make it happen. And yet, yet still, we have always been told also to ask for what you want. Believing that you have it already and you will receive it. So right there, there's, well, anyway, let me go. And you'll receive it. We've also been told knock, as in knock in regard to you seeking, you looking door will be open but you see basically we've been told we don't have to do anything we just have to exist we just have to exist and don't let me get started right we just have to exist well we've been given disinformation bottom line people and for the most part if you me us are really honest with that whole theory that I just mentioned above i.e. You know, that God, we've been told God knows what's best, best for us then, just to allow and let God. If we're really honest, if you're really honest, you'll say that your life hasn't turned out the way in which you wanted it to. And hear me clearly, the way in which you wanted it to. They've also been told and we've also been told, watch God have a really good laugh. When you say you're going to try and make something happen for yourself. And ironically, out of all those things that people say, you know, all those sort of cliche things, all those sort of um, idiot, whatever, all the things that people say, that one has the most ring of truth to it in this saying. But it's not what you think. It's absolutely not what you think, and we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a few. So understanding who you are and the role um, and your role in your choice-making your choice process is paramount to you making the right choices for your life. So once again, welcome to the show. My name's Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I am a choice expert in addition to an intrinsic coach, and my co-host is Olivia Lashley. She's in London in the UK. And I am in sunny, 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 kind of overcast, sunny, but really nice um, Las Vegas. And we are, you are on the, what show? My Life, My Choice. And we're actually talking t- today about why does God keep letting me make the wrong choices? I can't even get it out. I have to read it like that. Like, you should mm-hmm. even see me, Liz. I'm going ten. Why does God keep? letting me make the wrong choices. So that being said, I'm going to kick it off. For those of you who are not going to be with us long, I'm going to kick it off by saying this. God doesn't make you do anything. Okay? God doesn't make you do a damn thing. 
So, so let's just get that clear. God doesn't make you do anything. God doesn't make you make a wrong choice. And if the truth be known, if you've listened to Olivia and myself, there are actually no wrong choices. There are just choices. It's what you choose to do with the end result of a decision that you have made is the most important and the most powerful thing for you. Would you agree with that, Liv? Yes, I would. <laughs> I would agree with that. Thank you, Thank you for asking. <laughs> um, yeah. No, do you know, because I, I was sitting here, because if I'm t- being totally honest, the last bit, I, I heard everything you said until the last bit, because I was actually thinking. Um, but I would say that, you know, the thing of sort of like allow and let God. I think possibly, possibly, um, similar to you, I find it hard to sort of like get my head around. But maybe mm-hmm. if if you lived your life exclusively like that, so you had that philosophy 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 mm-hmm. about absolutely mm-hmm. everything and everyone and any event and everything that occurs in your life, then maybe maybe there'd be something in it. But because we are emotional beings. You know, to live our life exclusively like that, like I would think, is actually impossible. And I think the problem comes is because, that, like with people who believe, you know, live and uh, allow and let God, um, uh, that there are two sides to it, you know. Um, and it causes a conflict, I think, between, like, the, the faith that is in God and mm-hmm. the, um, the ability to sort of, like, make choices for yourself and know that sort of like there are there are things that you want to do so in actually in many ways to say okay allow and let god is not having faith does that make sense yeah of course yeah okay of course of course oh were you done the end yeah 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 mm-hmm. okay no and of course i i agree with that 100 percent, olivia because um people will say you know they They'll they'll just allow God to do, and no, they actually don't because the, and the reason why um, it's not that way is because they can turn around and say, well, you know, my life didn't turn out the way that it is, or I don't understand mm-hmm. why God would allow this to happen to me, or how could this happen to me? You know, I'm a good person. You know, I attend church. <laughs> I'm a good person. Blah 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 blah. How can blah 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 blah? No, but as you said, Olivia, it that. The, the whole thing of letting go and allowing God. I mean, in all the in all the books that we have read, and all the people um, that I have studied, and you know, looked at their works, what have you. Um, and this includes Christ. This includes Jesus, guys. The people were making choices, and that's not to say that they weren't actually looking for some sort of guidance. But people were look people were making choices. Whether you you look at Krishna, Buddha, Muhammad, Christ, they were making choices. You see, one of the things about this life that we live in is to make a choice. And as you rightly said, Olivia, because people don't literally live their life that way, it's not going to turn out that way. Because there's always this sort of resistance or this or there's always this 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 internal this internal conflict 
Now, the closest person I know who has said, who has said they've lived this way is Michael Singer. And that's that book, The Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. And literally, mm-hmm. he, he, he surrendered his life. But even with that, there were things yeah. that he needed to do. Mm-hmm. He had to consciously, consciously choose to surrender. You see, guys, one of the things that for me is really important, or everything I do is important, everything I, <laughs> I say in regard to this, is important. It is, Liz, it is. It's that you, you no, realise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you really, you it is so. You realise how, how choice, your choice impacts your life. Everything is a choice, and no choice at all is a choice. You know the phrase, why does God keep letting me? Nobody can let anything. You choose it first. And, you know, as I was sort of like kind of reviewing and doing um, my version of research for this show, I was looking at all these different scriptures. I was looking at different um, uh, 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 spiritual spiritual texts, blah, 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 doing my due diligence. And it what, what, what was really interesting to me is when you look at how people had taken some of, some of the both both from the metaphysical world and from the religious world, as it were, it, they'd taken text. They really took the text out and they used it in a context to truly support the fact that, oh, no, you need to let go and allow God. But yet still, one of the biggest things it says to, says in, I'll say, the spiritual text is you have to step near to God for God to step near to you. You have a right. You need to ask, believing, believing that you have it already in order to receive it. If you're looking for knowledge, you need to know what knowledge you are looking for so that you can knock on the door and find it when the door's open for you. But a lot of people, and when I say a lot of people, as my mother would say, they sit on their laurels. They sit on their etiquette. I think that was what my mum was saying. It. They, 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 they sit on their laurels. And they're just expecting, you know, Liz, it's like um, dad's, dad's favorite um, story about the boat. You know, the, um, mm. you know, the man and, and the, the flood and he's waiting on the boat and God sends three people. And then, of course, he dies and... He's a little ticked off when he gets to heaven, and like the lady. <laughs> Girl, I didn't recognize you. Um, he's a little ticked off, and he, get, he gets there, and, you know, and God says, well, I, I heard you, and I sent what it was that you needed. But, you see, you thought you knew. You thought you knew. But the name of the game is when you are asking, one ask ask in the right way. And num- number two, realize that that, that that phrase, you know, watch God laugh uh, when you try to do something, um, when you try to make something happen for yourself. People say that, and people say that when, you know, when something goes wrong, or if people are doing something and they think it's wrong. And as I put in the synopsis, ironically, there's an element of truth in this saying, but it really isn't what you think. 
You see, guys, you need to know your role in the manifestation process. And Olivia and myself, we have done a show about this, several shows, and we're always talking about this. You need to know your role in your choice-making and manifestation process. You need to know your role and your place within the universal laws and how attraction works, how energy works. That's, that's what you need to know. You see, and when I say there's an element of in that, but it's not what you think, here it goes. Know what it is that you can do. Recognize that what you do is the work in your imagination. What you do is dream up and conjure up what you want. What you do is choose it. What you do is name and claim it. What you do is stand on it. You stand on your word. And then what the universal creator does, what the universal forces does, what the energy does is to move that into form. That's not what you do. But your words will, what do you call it, invoke it, activate it. But you have to utilize the power of your choice to get what it that you want. And on top of it, guys, you have to be clear on what it is that you want. You can't be ambiguous. You can't be flaky. You can't be unsure. You, can't be, you cannot be that because that means that the energy cannot move in a stream. And in a stream that's conducive to getting what you want. It, it would be almost like taking a deck of cards and you just, you're trying to play go fish or what have you. And you just chuck everything up in the air. That's not how it works. As the lady in the ad says, that's not how any of this works. And this is what the biggest problem is. You know, Liz, I can't tell you, I don't know why God keeps letting this happen to me. You know, I don't know why I keep receiving all these challenges. Well, what is it that you're doing? You know, what is it you're doing? Well, I'm praying. Well, evidently, that ain't working. <laughs> evidently, it's not working. No, come on, Liz. Evidently, it's not working. It's not working. Because for it to work, you will receive that which you say that you want. And on top of it, in order for wherever you find yourself, is the universe's way, is God's way of getting you to wherever it is that you internally know you want to be in the most expedient way. Did I say that right, Liz? Yeah. Mm hmm Yes, you did. You know, so, so, <laughs> no, so, so, Liz, would, would would you actually agree with that? Yeah, so you're not just here just to exist. I, yeah, no, I, 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 I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I, that, that's actually a really, really de depressing thought, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I, I'll go back to what I was saying before. You know, um, you said uh, I can't remember what you said, uh, but it's actually when. To recognize, I kind of like alluded to this already, when to recognize your emotional thought, you know, and mm -hmm. um, your, your emotional thought is, uh, has a preconceived idea of how things will, will, will transpire. Um, and it's mm -hmm. knowing when to surrender to the God thought and knowing the difference between the God thought and the emotional thought. Because if you don't recognize the difference, you're going to, once again, come into that conflict. 
because because one is sort of like bouncing off the other and you don't know what's what and what's who. So I, I think for, <laughs> when, when, when you're actually trying to manifest or, 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 or pray for something, I think it's really important just to recognize the voice and to, and to know which voice is actually the one that you need to listen to. And that choice, that choice is yours. Because you can choose to listen to the God voice. You can choose to listen to your emotional voice. You actually do make a choice already. Because mm-hmm. they're both there. You know, they're all, they're all there. And every time you do something, mm-hmm. you make a choice between which voice you're going to listen to. So if you can exactly. do that, if you can do that, you can actually also find the right voice and listen to that voice because if you're able to listen to both you're hearing both so therefore you can actually train yourself perhaps to be able to listen to a the voice mm-hmm. and that's very true and the voice isn't the voice that's going to be um scattered and all over the place and beseeching and all that jazz very much like your intuition if that's that's it, it's not sort of like demanding and and you have to and um guess what happened the last time no all of that's based on um past experience which there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with that but the god voice when you hear the god voice the god voice will always be promoting a thought process if you're in dialogue a thought process that is going to stretch your mind. That's going to stretch your mind. Not having you um, withdraw into self. Being afraid or um, uh, uh, being confused or, you know, or, or, or talking negatively to yourself. The God thought and the God talk doesn't go that way. Mm-hmm. God thought and God talk allows you to expand your personal consciousness, your personal awareness in that state, it's not designed to close you down or slap you down. You, you know, I think a lot like the God thought, it's actually emotionless. It tends yes, not to have emotion. A, 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 it tends not to be happy or sad. Or, it tends or to be... Sad. It's there's, yeah, there's, there's, there's actually no emotion whatsoever. None. It, it, and... This this is something that I think that people really, really do um, get confused with, Liz, because they take the human emotion and they will apply it Absolutely. to, as you say, uh, to, to God. But that's not how God works. Mm-hmm. As as if you if you if you if you read Scripture, it says, "I bless and I curse. I kill and I make alive." I will create famine and I will create peace. It says, you, you can read that, it says God does all these things and more. But you see, the name of the game is that people have ascribed human emotion and their own idiosyncrasy in their emotion to who and what God is and how God should show up. And, and, and as a see- result, people don't hear God. And you see what yeah, you just uh, what you just read, Wendy. Um, 
you know, people will take that and think, okay, that's external to them. You know, that it's mm-hmm. all going to happen by, you know, your, you, you know, your car or someone dying or what. It's actually all related to you and your spiritual. Because when you think about it, when you're thinking about God, you're thinking about something spiritual. So therefore, mm-hmm. I mean, the way that you're going to interact is in a spiritual way. I can't remember my point. Sorry. That 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 being said, no, that's all right. That 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 being said, that that comes down to where do you think God is? Is God mm. an internal thing? Is God an intrinsic experience, or is God an ex, extrinsic experience somewhere in the clouds? Where do you think God God is? And that actually starts the foundation of your relationship because you're going to go to your relationship. You're going to the relationship. And the name of the game is, if God is um, omnipotent, then I'm going to cut you all some slack. God's everywhere. That being said, most scriptures, most spiritual texts, um, to what I have read to date, will tell you that God is within you. All thoughts originate from within. And this is where God is. God is an internal energy that flows within you, that creates an external reality for you to see. It's just what shows up on your screen, screen of space. It's what's being mirror. What, what's going on in your life is, be, is mirror imaging what's going on for you inside. Mm-hmm. And that's all to the highest good. As I said a little while ago, it's then what do you choose to do with this information? How are you going to use this information? And you get to choose that. And believe me, there are only two ways you can use it. For your highest good or to continue in the vein that you're in. Options. You're going to use it for your highest good or to continue in the vein. And whatever way you choose to use it, it is for your highest good. There really is no bad. That's all about choice and how you choose to look at it you know people always assume people always assume that whatever goes on in their life is going to be like Handel's Messiah in the background you know <laughs> or whatever right, played, okay? and you know flowers and you know all this stuff falling you know rose petals falling and all this People always, people assume that whatever goes on in their life is going to be warm and fuzzy. But that's not true. And that's another point that I really wish that I was able to drive home to people. That's not always true. Because sometimes the most expedient way for you to receive that which you have asked for is to go through the particular experience is an experience that you have gone through <laughs> sometimes why do you laugh Liz? sorry no 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 I would, I would just be stupid you know one thing one thing i would say <clears throat> you know you, you were saying about um you know where is god well where would you say your deity is you know and i was thinking you know okay people say he's in the skies in heaven people say he's in earth um People say a lot of things, and and they also say this also that that um, 
you know, that he's within, within, within us. Okay. But it, for me, I would say if your God or deity is anywhere other than within you, this causes mm-hmm. interference. It causes an interference yeah. with your relationship to your God or your deity because you have to go through another element A to get to party. him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, 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 that causes interference between, um, say, like your thoughts, your needs, your desires, whatever, and, and your deity, your God, actually receiving the message as you have put it out because you're going through an, you know, another element. And exactly. Where in, in, in reality, you don't have to. Right, and that's correct. the reality. I was, spe- mm. I was speaking to one of my clients, and I said to them, you want to know why? All churches, I, 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 apart from some of the mega churches like Joel Olstein and perhaps T.D. Jakes, um, Creflo Dollar, Joyce Myers, you know, so, some, of the, some of the big, the big ministries, I mean, they're, they're absolute multi-million dollar ministries. They're absolutely huge. But why is it that um, all the other churches, um, mo- most of the others, I mean, I look at Unity um, and well, anyway, most most of the others, they're actually, you know, they 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 are dying, they're mm-hmm. dying. When 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 I think about churches when I was coming up, the churches weren't vacant. Churches weren't vacant. You know where you start seeing the glass falling out. You know the 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 yeah. windows and all that yeah. falling out. Now churches churches are vacant, and it's not just the Catholic churches. This includes. Protestant, it, um, what do you call it, Methodist, you name it, they're, they're in, and it's shrinking, and it's shrinking, and you want to know why it's shrinking? This is what I was saying to when I was in Louisiana, and actually to one of my clients when I came back. Why it's shrinking? Because they're not giving people the tools that they need to create the life that they want to live. If you have a problem, and you go and you speak to your pastor, and the pastor says, Oh, read, um, you know, scripture, um, uh, uh, I don't know, Genesis 1, you know, blah, 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 or John 1 in the beginning. Go go read that. You, you should find some solace there. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I'll do that, and I'll definitely do that. And I can only hope it will help me with the problem that I have at work. You know, you, you, may, you may do something more metaphysical or new thoughts, and they'll give you this affirmation to, 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 to recite. But, you know, it's not giving you the tools to help yourself. Mm. And you need the tools to help yourself. You need to know that you don't need, as, and where I'm going with this, um, and this dovetails into what Olivia was saying, to what you were saying, Liv, where I go with this is you don't need a third party to talk to God. Because don't you know that ye are God? And this is something that people truly need to embrace. How can you not be? If you believe, if you believe that you are, you are made by God, you are created from God, you come from God, how can you not be a God? I'm not saying that you are omnipotent. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, within the world that you live in, your world, Wendy's world, 
I'm omnipotent in my world because every choice that I make, every choice that I make influences how my life is going to manifest. Every you know, word that I utter. Go ahead, Liv. You know, you were saying yeah, that. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, you were saying yeah, that. Like, you know, so like if um, someone's, you know, praying or whatever and they're you're meditating, affirmation or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, and things aren't, you know, going according to plan, according to plan. And they're like, um, <clears throat> if God is everywhere, then why can't he hear me? Or, you know, just like mm-hmm. I was saying before, like the interference, you know, saying people will use different different modalities to retake God. Um, but why can't he? Why can't he hear me? But you know the old adage of you know he'll meet you where you are at. He or she, your deity, your God, will will meet you where you're at. So he is a reflection. He or she is a reflection of you. They are your 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 deity is your reflection. The reflection of you, and they will copy, and they will they will. I suppose try to guide you in a way that they know that you're actually able to understand but you are in control of your relationship with God you you have to take control of it if you want to have mm-hmm. a full-blown relationship it's like meeting exactly. um, you know the, per- the, the person of your dreams and saying okay well I want a mediator sitting in front of us all of the way I mean what what is that going to do exactly what, what's, what's going to happen to your relationship Uh, and no, that and that's exactly right. You you have to you 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 have to do for you. You see, people want to be fixed, and when when people when people when people think of of God God being a benign God or you know a kindly God or or what have you, pe- people want to be fixed. But what they don't understand, Liz, is that you have to make a choice. It's like if you get a cut, in order for the cut to if if you need to have stitches, you're going to have to go get stitches. You're going to have to say, look, I've got a cut here, and this needs to close up, at least, at the very least. Or this needs help in knitting together and staying closed, at the very least. You have to do your part. And as I started out saying before, which is why I do what I do, why we do what we do, it's important that you understand that you have a role in your life, you just don't exist. You just, uh, even an amoeba knows what their role is. A tree knows what their role is. A rat knows what, what their role is. Birds know what their role is. Why don't you know what your role is in life? And you don't know because sometimes it's easier, or at least you feel it's not easier to know. But as Olivia said, your life is mirroring back to you, and you don't need a third party to do that. You have a direct line to God. It's so direct that you are a woman and a man of God, which means that you are made of God, which means that you are a God. You know, people are always talking about they want to glorify and magnify and, and, and glorify God glorify God well how are you doing that by giving him praise okay so you praise him what do you think he doesn't know who or she doesn't know who 
who you think God doesn't know who they are? Don't get it twisted. You're the one who's got that twisted. The universal energy, the universal creator known to me as God knows exactly who and what they are. Who and what they're capable of. The problem is you don't know who you are. You don't know what you're capable of. Because you keep deferring your life. You keep deferring your life. That's why people, people, you know, you get um, people who are... That's why you get people who are... Um, <laughs> that's why... Ah! <laughs> oh, dear. Sometimes my jokes really crack me up. But that's why you get people who 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 are passing away, you know, or they're they're in um oh maybe not even passing away. You know, I've seen a lot of centurions here recently. You know, stuff that I've been posting on Facebook about centurions and those who have you know gone past a hundred years. You know, and the, the, some of the things that they talk about, but one of the things that always comes across to me is that they say that you should really do what it is that you want to do. You know, do what you want to do so that you don't have regrets. Why did you laugh, Liz? Do you know what? It was, it was the same thing you were laughing at a minute ago. A second ago, <laughs> should right. I say. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a horrible, really, really horrible, really horrible thing to say. Anyway. <laughs> I, you know something? I'm not sure how people really caught that, Liz. I don't, I don't no, I know that. No, no, the point, the, the point is, I caught it when. <laughs> <laughs> but it was for you. It was I know, for I you. know. It doesn't mean, it, you know, tough love is tough love. It still hurts a bit, right? <laughs> Well, that's true, that's true, that's true. And that's, that's the point. Tough love is tough love, and it does hurt a bit. But, you know, it's all for the highest. It's, it's all for the highest. But people, who make it, people who are making their transition, they will tell you, you know, do, do, do what you want to do. Don't, don't, don't spend your time and spin your wheels not doing what you want to do. So, guys, it's vitally important that you recognize that it's not God that's letting you make the wrong choice it's you you see as Olivia and myself have said I cannot tell you how many times on this show when you own what's going on in your life the good the bad the ugly the happy the sad everything when you own what's going on in your life in a position of power now again don't confuse feeling in a position of power with Everything being warm and fuzzy, that's not necessarily true. But what it will allow for is for you to be able to say to yourself, okay, all right, this has happened, and I can see why it's happened. And more importantly, I now know what I want to do. I now know what I want to do with this information. I now know, uh, even if it's what I don't want, which will allow you to focus on what you do want. So, guys, it's vitally important that there is, you come to an understanding with yourself about self. You know, do you really know your role? Do you know your role in life? 
Do you know the one thing that you get to do in life and you get to do in death and you get to do hereafter? The one thing. And the one thing is you get to make a choice. Choice is something that will that carries not just in this life, but in life. It is you. You are the sum total of the choices that you make. The sum total. And those choices remain with you. Here, now, and into and throughout eternity. And for me, that's really huge. That's, that's really huge. Absolutely huge. You know, you, you can definitely be um, influenced. You can definitely be influenced by, um, by other people. But understand that you choose the influence. Understand that you choose to buy the information or believe in the information that's being disseminated. You get to choose that. And as Olivia was talking about, you, you, you get to choose that based on the dialogue that you have, the perceived, um, the, the, the perception that you have, an emotional intention that you approach something with. And it will create a conflict. And conflict is good because all it does is it gives you more, I was going to say fodder, but it gives you gives you a more of a scope to help you to choose. A lot of people will think otherwise, but it gives you more things to have a greater understanding of the choices that you are making. So why does God keep letting me make the wrong choices? God's not doing that, darling. That's you. Know your role in your choice-making process and in your manifestation process. Why is it that God isn't answering my prayers? God is answering your prayers. Perhaps you're not praying the right prayer. Perhaps you're not doing it the right way. You know, um, it, it comes back to the point you just made. But a little while ago, you talked about someone cutting their finger and what have you. And in, in many ways, they have to make the choice to feel the pain um, that alerted them to their cut finger in the first place, right? Because, um, you know, people can turn off pain, they can turn on pain. Um, but there are some people um, who are born without a chromosome or a gene, I don't know which it is, that does not allow them to feel any pain. You know, they, they, they don't feel any pain at all. So really, um, the, the, it's the choice of your deity or your God to give mm-hmm. you your functionality at birth. Come on. Okay. Ye are gods. That to be a god is a functionality. And not only that, mm-hmm. it's your birthright. You you, I mean, you, you, you have a direct line. Use it to your advantage. If you. There you go. If you. Oh, yeah. If you emit, emit if you put out the, that, um, that aura of. Uh, be or feeling advantageous, not to others, just to yourself. If you mm-hmm. put out that um, ad- advantageousity, if there is such a word, um, mm-hmm. you can only be have a direct reflection of 
advantageness <laughs> uh, come back to you. That's the only reflection mm-hmm. you can have. So if you if you put that out, that's what's going to come back because God is the reflection, and you. Uh, he can only reflect what, what you are or what you feel about yourself. But recognizing that how you were born was um, a direct uh, choice of your God or your deity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you whatever go. you choose, to, and, and when it, you, it's, when it's you your said, birthright. Go on. And when you say how you were born, are you talking about when you first came into creation? Yeah. As a, no, as a, no, no, as no, 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 no. No, I'd say no. I'd say in this reality, in this, as you were born. Okay. Um, right. uh, yeah, yeah, as you were born. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so guys, it's really important, as you said, Olivia, for me, it's birthright, and also to recognise that that the talents that you come here with, they're all for a reason. Those are all part of part of your, the process. Your functionality. They're, they're part of the process. Exactly. Your functionality. And there are people who are multi-talented, and there are people who are not. And people will say to me, oh, I don't have a talent. Mm, nope, don't believe it. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Everybody comes here with something that they are specifically good at. And mm-hmm. it could be bird watching. Mm-hmm. Okay? It could be bird watching. You know, uh, it, it, it can be anything. You see, what people do is they, they – go ahead, Liz. I say, and your and your talent could be the same as well. Sorry, your talent could appear to be the same as millions of other people, but there's a specific energy and vibration that you only you can bring to it when you exactly. are doing it. No one else can do that exactly. apart from you. So within your exactly. environment, that energy and stuff that you put out, it's paramount. It's actually paramount for you to function. In your reality, <laughs> yeah, I'll leave exactly. it at that. Exactly, and no, and, and that's right, that's right, because as as it says, there's there's something that you are here to do, and you alone. Yeah, only you can do it. You know, they, they've got millions of doctors, but each one of them has a functionality that is theirs and theirs alone. Somebody was saying to me that um, I can't remember who it was. Um, I think it was out to lunch and. Anyway, the doctor, in his actual office, you go to see him in his office, and he's just so, he's horrible. <laughs> but when, no, but when, when he is with the patient at the bedside, mm. they were like, oh, my God. Mm. Is this the same man? Mm. Tender, loving, caring. You know, working with you, truthful, honest, and on point, you know, engaged, eye contact the whole nine, nine yards. But you go to his office, they're like, he's abrupt. I don't want to talk about this. Blah, 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 blah. I'm the doctor, not you. The total, total antithesis, and they, they sort of said to me that they were worried because, you know, of course, their mum saw him in the surgery. And now, you know, they're mm, not bricks mm, because they're like, this, mm, this is not going to go well. Because if he's going to mm, be like this, this is not going to go well. And then, you know, when the family members come in, you know, like when the brothers come in and all of this, this is, this is, this is going to be, it's going to be a mess. 
And so I think they might have started to, you know, prepare everybody. And, of course, they were looking at her like she was a damn fool. (laughs) (laughs) You know, they were looking at her cross-eyed. But, you see, for him, his talent may actually lie in the hospital room with the patient in the bed. And I would have to guess this is where his talent for doctoring really lies. In the office, he's not an office man. He's not an office man. But for people who can make the leap and see his talent, for people who can get past his, his attitude in the office, they have a wonderful doctor. They have an absolutely wonderful doctor. So but it's do, knowing do you, his talent. Yeah. Do you know that? So I'm just curious. After surgery, after they've been on the ward and they need treatment after and they go to his office, what he, he reverts to type? Um, yeah, he's still a bit brusque. Right, okay. He's, he's, okay, he's, okay. He's, he's still a bit brusque. Um, I gathered not as much, but he's still a bit, you know, okay. he's still a bit All brusque. Right. Mm, okay. um, because I had initially wondered if it's because, you know, like some people... Some people are actually shy and they kind of, mm. even if you're in that profession, you know, they kind of use it as a body armor. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, from the conversation, I would just doesn't like being in the office. Mm. He's being, you know, like how if some people, um, they like flower arranging, but to actually mm. grow the flowers, yeah. those flowers yeah. never grow because yeah. of the poison salts. They, they mm. never grow. So it's that sort of thing. You think? I mean, just just thinking to like the top of my head. I mean, he has the capability of changing his office into something that more resembles. Of course, Olivia. Yeah. Of course. No. Of course. Of but course. then maybe he maybe he hasn't recognised that's the problem that he he prefers surgery. Then well, he must know that he must know that. But anyway, but it's a possibility. But and and for him to know that, but yet still he may feel that he can't do anything about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. He's, he's asking and waiting. Mm. Instead mm. of mm. saying, mm. I want it to be be like this. Mm. You see, because part, part of the problem is, truthfully for me, Liz, for most people, they, they, they're not clear. There's not a clear definitive of what it is that they want or the root thing of what it is that they, they want. There's all these smoking mirrors. And mm. it's the smoking mirrors tend to get us into trouble. Yeah. You just want mm-hmm. one mirror. And you want that mirror to reflect back to you the one thing that you want for you in your life or what have you. You don't need smoking mirrors. You need one mirror. And, and, and I think that's vitally important. So why does God keep letting me make the wrong choice? God doesn't do that. That's you. So own your stuff. If you truly believe that you are a daughter and a son or a man and a woman of God, then recognize your lineage, recognize your heritage, recognize that where you come from, which makes you a God. Ye are gods. It says that in scripture. Ye are gods. Why don't you know this? Why don't you know this? And you don't know this because you choose not to know this. You don't know this because you've been, or you choose not to embrace it because you've been taught that this is blasphemous. But those who have told you it's blasphemous are those who are looking for you to pay tithes every week. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. 
I'm telling you. I'm, te- I'm serious. So know who you are. When you know who you are, you can then proceed to get what you want. Know what your talents are. Understand that things that have happened to you to point this moment has happened for you. It's happened for you. And as Olivia said, God is neither good nor bad. My word's not yours. That's not what you exactly said, Liv. But God, God is neither good nor bad, happy, glad, blah, 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 blah. God, and my word is, just is. What makes God, what makes God move in a way in which we choose to emotionally depict is what we choose to do. Because God says, God blesses and he curses. He, 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 he kills and he makes alive. He does all these things, or she does all these things. And for me, those are the scriptures that are most powerful because they tell you things. Ye are God. And it tells you, if I follow on with that, by your word, you will condemn yourself. And by your word, you'll justify yourself. You know, what more do you need? But in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. What more do you need to know? Even if you took the Ten Commandments, what more do you need to know? So guys, what I would say to you is simply this. What I would say what I would say to you is simply this. It's vitally important that you actually start giving what you want some thought. It's vitally important. You know, well, I'll say to the, the person I was speaking to here that I, that I said, you know, one of the reasons why the church is dying is because people aren't being given what they, what they need. Mm-hmm. When, when, you, when you can go and you can fill a stadium that houses maybe 20,000, 30,000 people, and you can fill a stadium um, as a religious entity, and or as a you know metaphysical entity, whichever, you're able to fill that stadium because the people feel that they're going to get what they want. And what they want is a way to live their lives the way in which they choose. And that's what people want. And they want to be able to do this under, under the guise of spirituality, whatever that means for them. People are tired of the same old, same old. People are tired of the same old, same old. And, you know, when you listen to uh, people like Joel Olstein and um, T.D. Jakes, Reverend Olstein and Reverend uh, Jakes, T.D. Jakes, etc., um, Joyce Myers and Creflo Dollar and all, all, all of these guys, when you actually listen to them, they're metaphysicians. They're teaching you about the laws of attraction. And that's what they're teaching you. They're teaching you about the laws of attraction. And what they do is they use the words from the Bible to depict it for you. Words that you will understand. And that's the name of the game, to communicate with you in a language that you understand, but yet still give you the tools and the knowledge that you can take this. And if you never come back here again, you can move on with your life and have an enriched life, an enriched spiritual life without having to come here every week. And that's what they do. 
You have to do for you. It's your life. All of this, it's your life. It's your choice. You live, you die. The beginning and the end, you know this. The middle bit is your journey and the middle bit is choice. So what are you choosing to do for yourself? Remember, nobody can make you do anything. Nobody can um, make anything happen to you. You know, uh, yesterday, what was Tuesday? Yeah, yesterday I was speaking to somebody and uh, again, I brought up this point, Olivia, that, you know, people say, oh, smoking gives you cancer. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, they've proven. No, they haven't proven smoking gives you, smoking gives you cancer. Because if it did, everybody who smoked would have cancer. You know, um, this gives you that and that gives you the other and blah, blah, blah. No, they haven't. They, 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 they haven't proven any of this. Because if this gave you that and, you know, using talcum powder ha, um, has been linked to ovarian cancer, linked in what way? You know how many people use talcum powder? <laughs> you know how many millions of people use talcum I mean, powder? They say that. They say that, Wendy. But then, okay, um, uh, okay, talcum powder might be something, oh, because they've tested the talcum, talcum powder to say, okay, well, it contains whatever, whatever. So, therefore, it must. But, I mean, the thing is, it could be, not necessarily the cal- talcum powder. It could be maybe a combination, the talcum powder and the water, the talcum powder exactly. and the soap that you yeah. use, the talcum powder exactly. and, you know, the pollution that's in the air. I mean, exactly. they can say what they like. And, th- and then, then they'd have to go on to say, okay, well, what's in the water? You know, what's in the soap powder? What's in the, you know, what's in the air? Exactly. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's hard work. Not when they can make exactly. money out of not when they can make money out of saying, Okay, well it is this. This is what causes it. They they exactly. don't they don't they don't know. They don't no, perhaps maybe some things they re- recognise the correlation. They, are... but they they recognise mm-hmm. the link between between them. But I as to say definitively why? Because there are so many things no, uh, that come into play. All Very the emotional important. All the emotional stuff exactly, people have gone Olivia, through, the, the internal dialogue that they have going on, um, exactly. you know, things that have happened in their past, their childhood and midlife, uh, you know, old age, things that have happened. All those variables need to be taken into consideration before they can say, oh, definitely this does. And and that would mean that everybody, because everybody's unique, irrespective mm-hmm. of how they may respond, everybody, <gasps> they see something like, oh! <gasps> And then when they start talking, you'll hear the nervous chatter, and this one thought this, and that one thought that, and this one blah, 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 and this one they repeat their pants, and blah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. But yet still everybody gasped. <gasps> yep, and there's, there's all the thing. Everybody of, had a... Exactly. That they, had, that they could have, yeah. But there's also the thing of um, that's kind of like how we have been doctrinated. Okay. okay, you know, yeah, okay. to watch to watch a kitten get run over, <gasps> like that. Oh yeah. But then, yeah. but but then, you know, in some societies, it's kind of like just just like when you watch the news sometimes, and um, 
you know, see the, the war and what have you, and you see dead people, and it's like, oh, my goodness, that's horrendous. But then you see people just walking past as though, you know, it's just exactly. a normal day for them. Exactly. Exactly, lives. I mean, um, Victor Frankl, man, mm. no, the meaning, oh, Victor Frankl, man's meaning, I'm going to look it up because I, I, I always mention him because, I mean, that for me, I, and you know, I like um, Victor, Victor Frankl. Actually, I listened to that I listened to that again the other day. It's not often I listen to books. We, we listen to books. We from... uh, over, yeah. Um, Victor Frankl. Come on, Vic. Come on, Uncle Vic. Man's meaning. Oh, man, man's search for meaning. There you mm. go. Man, man's search for meaning. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. They, that, and that too is a really I should put that on my thing for people to read um, for me it's a really good book I mean it, it, it talks about uh, uh, the, the the power one it's a, a see I can't even get it out Liz it's a testimony of the human spirit of who we are mm-hmm. and what we do not just to survive because it's beyond survival it's about living within the environment that you're in I think for me the biggest thing was he had the end goal in mind and that mm. was driving down Wiltshire Boulevard, you know, sun sunroof down and, mm. you know, seeing the sun and, and the, um, what do you call them, the palm trees. And he held on to that. Irrespective of what was going on, he held on to that vision. He could feel it. I believe he said he could feel it. He could feel the breeze on his face. Am I right, Liz? Because I haven't read this for a minute. I he, can't he, remember. He could feel I the can't breeze. remember this at all. Mm. He, he, he could feel the breeze on his face. He could smell the clean air and all of that jazz. And he could literally, he said he literally felt it. However, for metaphysicians, we know that he made that claim and it could not go unanswered. He had seen the end. He was living in the end. He was moving in the end. And he was able to transport himself there in mind, in his imagination. The universal creator has stated that whatever you ask for, Believing that you have already received it, it's yours. It's yours. And so it, these, it's books like that that just really, they really, in addition to the story itself was very moving. It really, it really resonates with me. It really resonates with me. And I say this weekly because it is truly a pet peeve. You know, people talk about God knows what's in my heart. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know that horrible thought that you had about sister so-and-so or blah, 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 blah. This is in your heart. And what you don't realize is 
that if this is something that you are believing, you are sending out this vibration and it has to come back to you. What you send out is like an echo. It's an electric frequency. We are receivers and transmitters. And recognize when we transmit, it goes to somewhere, a radio, I don't know, station or what have you, where it gets tuned, yada, 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 and it comes back to us. It's truly time to, uh, to, 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 to cleanse your mind, to rid your mind of, as much as possible, of things that no longer serve you. You know, guys, do, do, do um, a, a purge. There you go. Like, you know, purge your mind. You know, like you have to go through, or I'm assuming I'm making a huge assumption, but you know, like you have to go through and you have to clear the house out. You've got to declutter. There you go. Declutter. Declutter your mind. Declutter. Clutter. <laughs> mind. I'm writing it down. Shut up, Olivia. Yeah, I'd spell it wrong, but I know what it means. Declutter your mind. You know, it's really important. As Olivia and myself have said, you know, um, the universal laws works, works within space. If there's no space, nothing new can come in. In order for something new to come in, something has to go out. Something and new to it you. Needs something to new. Yeah, something new to you, not in the universe. Mm-hmm. So that's a different subject altogether. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is true. Totally different. But something new to you. You know, you, you, two, two things cannot occupy the same space. So if you, if you have an emotional thought process about people, places, and things, whatever that emotional thought process is, if you want something different to happen, you're going to need to let go of the thought process that you have so that that new thought can come in and be established. You know, two trees cannot be rooted in the same spot. It, it just doesn't work like that. And in trying to figure out why it doesn't work like that, I'd say don't bother spinning your wheels. <laughs> what? I mean, what, what, what's your... I mean, come on, Liv. What, why, why are you going to spin your wheels on that? When you can truly be spinning your wheels on creating what you want in life, unless that's what you want in life, of course. Mm-hmm. Actually, um, Stevie, the other day, she had written something interesting. She, interesting. She, she had asked something about science, mm-hmm. and um, I can't remember the phrase that she used, but it was, "How important is um, science in our lives?" And I suppose, like, what role does it play, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. And part of my answer to her, which was kind of long, but in a nutshell. Science is important in our lives because, for me, science will um, show you that whatever you're thinking can truly be made manifest. That's mm-hmm. like technology. Mm-hmm. Technology mm-hmm. and science, for me, are one in the same. Mm. However, it's been my experience when dealing with scientists, both dead and alive, and people who do research, and they're really into their research, and people who are really, and this is people who are, 
doing technology and or anything else that they are truly, truly into, they will tell you if they're worth their salt. There's the element of the unknown, the mystic or the mysticism that surrounds what they're doing. You know, you get somebody who, who does pottery and they'll say they know what they want to create. And again, don't get me wrong. It's not one of those, oh, you know, it, I just exist and it happens. No, they know what they want to create. And they'll say sometimes after they put the, the, um, the clay onto the wheel, and of course they start working, and then all of a sudden they'll tell you it's like their hands are being taken over. You know, people who blow glass and, you know, they, they make all these ornaments from glass, they'll tell you the same thing. You know, they know what they want to create, that that's a given, and they'll start the process. And, you know, it's like sometimes the, 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 the actual, the, the pipe that they're on, it'll turn. Or, or all of a sudden they, they, their breath hitches, you know, and, and they're not giving this long, you know, this long, powerful exhalation. And, and it's like, oh, okay. But, you see, it's about knowing your role in the process. And, again, coming back to, which is what I hadn't started out saying, but it's coming back to you need to know what you want. The how's not your business, guys. And that's one of the hardest things because we're always asked, well, how are you going to do this? Well, I don't know. <laughs> all I know is, <laughs> all I know is, <laughs> what is wrong with you today? Me, me. All I know me. is, <laughs> all I know is this is what I want. And I see it as clear as day. When, this before is you, what I before, want, and this be, is what I'm be, going to have. Before you go on, um, you talk about science, yeah? I just wanted to... Um, yes. I, I was watching this program the other day. I think they're Go, Gogi Indians, Gogi Indians. I, I may be pronouncing it wrong. I can't remember. Uh, but they live sort of like... They, they don't... They're far away off the beaten track, and they don't have much uh, contact with um, other people. I think... Yeah, because I think the the indigenous language is Spanish and they don't speak Spanish. Um, they have their own sort of dialect. That's sort of like how far removed they are. And uh, they're on this thing of um, cleaning up the planet, you know, because they're saying the planet is dying and, and what have you. And so anyway, um, you know, they're in their sort of like tribal, tribal gear and they go to see this um, a, a astronomer. And uh, mm-hmm. oh, he's got you know telescope and this and that and the other and and um, you could see because because the Gogi Indian was talking and you could see there's there's an arrogance about the guy right that the, the scientist mm-hmm. in actual fact mm-hmm. there was also an arrogance about the Gogi as well um, but so anyway the scientist he he um, sorry the astronomer he um, got a map of the solar system out I think it was and. Uh, the Gogi said to him, oh, blah, 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 and he pointed to a star, okay, and the astronomer was astounded because he was like, oh, my God, he's picked the only, the only star that there is in this picture, and I, mean, I looked at it, and I thought, well, actually, yeah, it was a little bit bigger, but there were other things that were big, as big as and bigger. Mm-hmm. So he picked it out and he was like, he was like, well, 
you know, he didn't have, they didn't, because he was saying, well, how do you know all these sort of things? And he was saying, you know, the forefathers have taught them this, that, that, and the other. And obviously they must have, mm-hmm. you know, um, along the way, sort of like in France. But I, what I was thinking about the science was that, um, you know, if those two factions worked together, you know, the science mm-hmm. and, if you know, the, the new age. Or, yes, uh, Olivia. Yeah, you know, if they worked together, how much more they could achieve on both sides? Accomplish. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mhm. 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 And that's something basically when I was sort of um, answering uh, Steva is what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you're united, united, you can yeah. do so much. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And it's it, again, which is why I don't believe in competition. Mm. I, I don't believe in competition because competition really, it, it to me, it 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 undermines uh, who you are, which is why um, you get most most of these, you know, whoever whoever these these pioneers of, you know, I don't know the Bill Gates, you know, the Oprah Winfrey's, the you know, Sir Richard Branson, Elton John. You get you get people who are pioneers live, and they couldn't give a toss what other people think Mm. and they couldn't they're not interested in competition they're interested in innovation and therein lies the difference but you see when when you get caught up with the whole competition thing what you're trying to do as competing you're looking to follow somebody else's work and that's not an original that's not original. You're looking to follow somebody else's work. So for me, it's better you do knockoffs and good knockoffs and be the first original to do a good knockoff of, I don't know, Louis Vuitton or whatever it is you're doing. So it, it, it's really important. And yeah, I just, I looked those up while, while you were speaking about the uh, Goji Indians. Mm. Um, and I'm gonna I'll, I'll watch that documentary. I must probably do that today. What was that on? Documentary Heaven, Sky, what list? No, it's a remember? DVD. No, it's a DVD. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm pretty all sure right. that it must uh, be somewhere. It must be somewhere. Okay, all right, all right. Who who had the DVD? Cole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right. I'll I'll have a look. I'll, I'll have a look and see see what it is. You know. Um, but yeah. But yes, guys. So, on that note, um, on that note, Liz, I think I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up. Is there anything more that you'd like to add that you'd like to share about people getting uh, their stuff in gear? No, whip no, them. No, no, no. <laughs> Beat them. Well, that's anyway. No, I don't want to even go into it. Anyway, go on. I whip them. I whip them. <laughs> them. <laughs> Beat them, judge them. We say beat them. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that girl, whipping them, I whipping them, not skipping them. <laughs> my people, honestly, they're so else. They really, really are something else. My people, love my pizza, love my pizza. <laughs> Actually, before we go, did you see that? Um, I don't know what sent something or another, but she was 116. The Jamaican oh, lady. The race. Do, mm. Oh yes, yes. Oh I no, did, not I the did. race. No, she was so cute, looking like yeah. a little duck coming down. Yeah. She, she, she was 100. She was 100. Yeah. Oh, God bless her, doing the race. I was like, you go, girl. You go, Miss Ida. You go. Because they were talking, they were like, 
and the crowd when she came in, how the crowd really cheered and everything. Yeah. 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 I love I love stuff like and you know I love old people, so Liz, yeah. you know I'm I love it. No, the Jamaican lady, she was hundred and sixteen. Yeah, yeah, I did see it. I did see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. She just wanted two more years. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm actually gonna research to see if she got her two more years. Mm-hmm. She just wanted two more years, which I thought was really interesting, which would make her hundred and eighteen um mm. at that time. I wonder uh, why she was did she, that, say, did she say why? No two she years. Didn't. and which I, I found mm. curious which which mm. I was really curious about, you know, which I was really curious about. Um but, you know, although she was a little leaned over and everything, her eyes were oh. bright, though, you know, Liz. Mm-hmm. She was mm-hmm. very vibrant. Mm-hmm. It was almost like her her vibrancy wasn't in correlation with her body. body. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. No, I understand. I understand 100%. Yeah. You know, because she was like, she was on. But it's mm-hmm. like her body, you know, like the, 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 the spirit is willing, but the flesh not. Not so I, much, you know. I suppose. I suppose from my, it's like a baby because I think a baby's all there inside. You know, it it, it knows everything, and that same fr- it must same frustration that uh, you know. But I suppose you, oh, you deal with it differently because it happens gradually. Mhm, mhm. Which is true. Which is true. Which is true. But anyway, guys. That being said, we are getting ready to sign off. Why does God keep letting me make, letting me make the wrong choices? <laughs> that's all you, baby. Don't, don't don't blame God on that. That's that's all you. You want something different. Know what it is that you want, so that the universal source, the universal creator, your universal deity, my deity, known to me as God, of which I am a direct descendant of, which also makes me a God, as ye are gods. If that's your belief system, of course, know what you want, so that you can utilize the tool of choice the first universal law, and then the universal law of the power, your your word, your spoken word, to achieve and to get that which you say that you want. And just as an FYI, um, in the next uh, couple of weeks, I will be releasing a, a video and a webinar on the power of visualization. And this is, this is what I'm talking about, the ability to visualize to see it, to be in it, so that you can create what you want, so that you can have what you want in life. Very, very important. What's the point of living if you can't have what you want? I, and I think it's really important just, to see, to, to really see it and not your perception of it. That's it. You've got to be in it. Mm. You, you, you got, as I say to the ladies at Shade Tree, you have to see it to the point where you go to sleep and wake up and you can't believe you're in Shade Tree. Mm. Like Shade Tree is a bad dream. It's like, whoa, how, how did I get here? This is, this, is what, what was, this is not going on for me. I don't get this. It's got to be to the point where the, the, the realism of it, it's just real. And that's believing. I, so anyway, I, I, on that note, sorry. Okay. I wonder if um, so it's going well, kind of like a bit of a tangent. I wonder if we is that like if people did an experiment where they actually honestly believed that this was a dream, the life that they were living was a dream, 
I wonder, I, I think their life would be substantially different because one, it would take away all the fear, of, you know, and the social mm-hmm. doctrines that, we, you know, within them, like brainwashed with. Um, so their life mm-hmm. will be complete. They'd, they'd be able to do whatever they want to do. And I wonder if people did an experiment to say, okay, well, this is how we're going to think about our lives, how much their life would change. Because even like the emotional things, um, if you really believe, okay, well, you know, it's a dream. It doesn't really matter. I'll let it go. Or, you know, I'm not going to dwell mm-hmm. on this or blah, blah. It's, everything mm-hmm. would be so much different. Wouldn't it's it though, Yeah, yeah. It would be, wouldn't it? It would be crazy. It would be, it would be, it would be, it would be, say it again. No, I was repeating what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And in actual fact, I mean, and if we think about the fact that, you know, for, for us that believe in life after death, if we did think of this as a dream, we actually wouldn't be doing ourselves a disservice because we'd know that there's something more after this. So we could actually mm-hmm. live this mm-hmm. like a dream, this life like mm-hmm. a dream. Mm-hmm. And we could. We definitely could. We definitely could until somebody jockey with a pin and thing. <laughs> 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 no, no, yeah, no, no, we could. But even that, then, that's merit. That, it, no, that's merit. Even then with pain, it would be, it would still be the thing of realizing, okay, a well, a it's a dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not really feeling the pain because it's a dream. Interesting, interesting. But anyway, guys, on that note, um, I hope you've enjoyed the show and that you definitely get something from it. Um, You've been listening to an episode of My Life, My Choice. My name is Dr. Wendy Dearborn. I'm a choice expert and an intrinsic coach. Coach, coach. Please look out for the um, webinar and we'll most probably do a show on this as well. So it'll be a a three-pronged thing, a webinar about visualization and the power of visualization. Guys, it's time for you to take control of your life. Take your life back, man. Take your life back. Um, My co-host has been... Olivia Lashley. (laughs) Olivia Lashley from London in the UK. Yep. And again, you've been listening to Why Does God Keep Letting Me Make the Wrong Choices? That's not God, honey. That's you. So change your choices, change your change your perception of self or your conception of self, and life will change for you. I'm Dr. Wendy Dearborn. Until next time, love you, sis. Love you guys. Thank you. And, yeah, we, we out. Peace, y'all. Bye, guys.